Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. We are filled with an abundance of joy. We are filled with an abundance of joy. Also an abundance of questions. Good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service to help answer questions and resolve claims quickly. Uh, good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service. We are also filled with an abundance of biscuits. We are also filled with, uh... I don't think it works this way. Oh, oh, and jam. Don't forget jam. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com. Such a cool band, Jay. Love I these love guys. It. Yeah, this is Quilt Plaza. It's Quilt, actually. The the album's Plaza, and the uh, song is Roller. Quilt. We wove this together. This is going to be a great show today. I'm so excited because one of our favorite people in the world to talk sports with, Adam McKay, is on the show. We already did the interview with him, so I am very excited because we're going to reveal when we did his we, NBA we, draft. We emceed it, uh, his fantasy draft in past Vegas. Year. We are not Vegas guys. Uh, the night we had with him, which we will share with you later on this show, is one of the most epic Vegas nights we've ever had. Uh, it is the most epic we've ever had. I'm sure people have had more epic, but it was for us. It, it I think we understood Vegas in a way that we had never done it before. So we've always shared that story, but never with him in the room. So I'm excited to hear his take on that. Uh, but at the top of the show today, as you know, if you if you listen to the show, we dive deep into one topic in the world of sports that feels Something relevant. Something that's been kind of it- that, that we've been itching to talk about. So, what is it this week, Jay? I think it's it's essentially the concept of who or what are we really rooting for anymore? Well, we bring it up because of all the moves that are happening. We're, we're near the trade deadline for baseball. Major League Baseball. Uh, and there have been some crazy trades and teams just the, the the total complexion of a team being changed in an instant or a guy who's been a longtime guy suddenly somewhere else. But I think it was this whole topic was inspired by the, the whole Kyrie, Kyrie Irving craziness that is LeBron happening in, James in but, Cleveland. He wants to be traded away from the Cavs, Randy. A team well, he did the final move last week he, where he unfollowed LeBron on, on Instagram. Instagram. That is the kiss of death. That is literally like when a mafia guy kisses you on the lips. You're done. You're dead to me. This relationship is over. You are dead. You're no, you're no longer my grandman. Mm-hmm. But but here's the thing. He Think about this. I want you to take a step back and think about what he just, what he's saying right now. By, by the Cavs have been to the finals three years in a row. They won last year. Not this year, obviously. I'm not telling you new news. But they swept the East minus one game mm-hmm. in the playoffs mm-hmm. in order to get to the Golden State Warriors. Yes, they lost to Golden Golden State's not going anywhere. Wherever mm-hmm. you go, unless it's Golden State, and maybe he's angling to go to Golden State. Yeah, they could always use another uh, Hall of Fame player. Point guard. Like, but what I'm asking is why? Where why? are you going to go? Under what circumstance would you ever want to leave the second best situation? Well, it makes you question, is is LeBron that bad of a teammate? I think LeBron would be, and maybe this is just me being stupid, a great teammate. He facilitates so much. He is a pass-first guy. Obviously, if he's driving to the to the cup, he's going to throw it down, and he's not going to pass it. But he is constantly thinking about how he do I get He let Kyrie Irving take over in order for them to win the year before. In order in the game for them. Seven. And, and even game the, the final shot. And even the game that they won this year. 
He let know, Kyrie take over. Kyrie took over and did his thing, and LeBron was happy to let him be that guy. So, so, so it's what? not like a Kobe situation where, I'm like, you tell me anybody who enjoyed playing with Kobe. Not even Nobody. Kobe. And Kobe, by the way, is. Not has even been, that woman in Eagle, Colorado. That's right. Kobe was chirping in Kyrie's ear. They're friends, by the way. Yep. So maybe this is a little plan for Kobe to but try remember, and unravel, Ky- unravel LeBron's legacy. Kobe's like, how come I'm out of the conversation with Michael Jordan? Mm-hmm. Why well, is it LeBron? But look, here's my, here's my thing. I think this might be a situation of a millennial who's like, well, I was told I was the best from the second I was born. I've been told I'm the greatest. Your parents told you that. And you are pretty great. And you are pretty amazing. You're top of the top of the charts. The way Kyrie I, he Irving couldn't gets get, to He the, couldn't win the final thing over and over again, so he's like, I quit. I quit. I'm taking my ball, and I'm going home, or I'm going somewhere else. And that's just it. I quit. This isn't for me because I'm not the best all the time. You don't get to be the best all the time. That is life. So where is he going to go? I mean, it, I don't know, but it, it goes back to it. Does he go to Phoenix? Phoenix has the players to be able to make a trade to make that happen. And if he does go to Phoenix. Timberwolves? They need a PG. They need a PG. Do they need a PG? I mean, get rid of the, the Spaniard <laughs> and you roll. Marco Rubio? Yeah. Ricky Rubio. Look, I, I think I think this also comes back to what we were, uh, it comes all the way back to the. If he went to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves would be great in a couple of years. That would be an amazing, amazing move for him to go to the Timberwolves. But the Timberwolves have Warriors. to give something up. You still lose the Golden State Warriors. Anybody going to the West. So I think Kyrie was trying to get out in front of the fact that LeBron's a free agent next year and you think LeBron is going to move and go to. I'm going to break up with you before you break up with me. Right. I'm going, LeBron's going to go to the Lakers. And because he's got his production company out here and he's going to make that stuff. And if he does do that, that's LeBron's choice. It's a different NBA. No guy stays with the same team all of his. I mean, it's like what Seinfeld said. We're just rooting for laundry at this point. We're not rooting for guys anymore. Yeah, what are we rooting for? We're rooting for the jerseys. That's it. So Lakers fans, you might get LeBron. And if you get LeBron and Lonzo Ball, it's going to be interesting. It's certainly and Ingram. And Julius Randle, it's you are going to have a very interesting team if that's the case. You are not going to beat the Golden State Warriors. Nobody you're not going to going to come close to beating those guys. Nobody is going to beat them. They Why would you want to exit out before the finals? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for how the NBA sets up down the road. Yeah, Did, when when Golden State blows up and those players all want to leave or retire, or get out of the game or whatever it is. Years from now, Minnesota is going to be great. Boston is going to be great. The Lakers will be great. I mean, you got a bunch of teams that will that now will eventually get better. But I just don't understand where Kyrie is going to go. What are you going to do, and how are you going to have a better year than you had last year? You're you know what's so interesting too is that this is an argument that people make for why they like college sports better than pro sports. This this notion of players changing their allegiances. You're never going to see, we weren't going to see Ezekiel Elliott after having a great year suddenly go play for Michigan. Go play for Michigan. There's no way. Once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye. You will never see someone from Auburn, you'll never see Cam Newton win the Heisman and be like, I'm going to go play for Alabama this year. Roll Tide. You will not see that happen. As a result, I mean, they'll, they'll just leave early for professional sports. Well, but. I mean, yes, there's that. They'll depart your team like that, but you're. You won't worry about your guy suddenly playing for your enemy. The Johnny Damon on the Yankees scenario is never going to happen. It's rare. It ha- it's happened a couple times. Remember when that kid 
Justin Boren, I think, was a lineman who went to Michigan and then he left and he played for Ohio State. It was a but you very need a year to tran. There's a year you got to sit out on the transfer and all that they stuff. They try yeah. to deter you from doing it in many different ways. With the it's grad like joining the Jewish religion, they try and tell you don't do it. But it is one of those moments where you go, oh, I think, I think I see why the pure. What they talk about the purity of the college game. That's part of the purity. By we, the way, and kids love the NBA now more than they love the NFL. They absolutely love it. More than the NFL or Major League Baseball, the NBA is the league that kids love the most. And they because the stars are the ones like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, LeBron, people love these guys. And they do and, and look and Kyrie for, for that matter. And and it is a different NBA than it was years ago. I had a debate with someone about you know, of course, we've been talking about Warriors versus the Bulls. Like, if this Warriors team could beat sure. those Bulls team. And someone in an argument with me, because I was saying, look, I think the Warriors are better. I, I don't know that they'd sweep them, but they're better. And they said, and we were going through the matchups. Who matches up on who? Okay, this guy and this guy. He's like, who's going to guard Reggie Miller? And I was like, Reggie, Reggie Miller? Miller? He didn't play for the Bulls. Play for the Pacers. And he's like, well, if we're going by current day rules. Reggie Miller probably would have joined the Bulls. Would have joined the Bulls. It's like, I can't, I can't beat this team. I'm going to join him. Who's going who's gonna to guard Pat Ewing? You know, Patrick Ewing languished on the Knicks for years with ever, without ever getting to the In finals. In today's NBA, Patrick Ewing, Ewing would have joined, joined the, the Bulls. Bulls. They needed a center. Yeah. Tell me Patrick Ewing's not better than Will Perdue. Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright. Bill, Bill Weddington. Weddington. Bill Weddington and Will Perdue are essentially the same guy. One with a beard, one without. That's right. Luke Longley, you're going to tell me Luke Longley was better than Patrick Ewing? He was. Bulls would have swept everyone. There would have been no seven, seventh game heroics if they had his guy. You telling me that Dominique Wilkins wouldn't have wanted to go play for the Pistons that early me, 90s? When you said that to me, I was like, yep, he, wh- why should he stay in Atlanta? He would have never, under these current circumstances, but then as a result, those people who grew up on Neek, those Atlanta fans who they're said... Neek, they're Neek fans through and through. He's their guy. He's their guy forever. He'll be who they remember, you know, squaring off against Jordan in the, slam, in the early slam dunk contest. They'll remember that, and, they will, and they'll give that their due, and that'll be part of their childhood. But that's taken away yep. if suddenly he just joins Bulls Nation. I think here's the, the, the final thing that I'll say about this and why I think Kyrie Irving not making a great decision. And it actually makes perfect sense to me is that Kyrie Irving is a guy who believes that the world is flat. Yeah. He's a flat earther in the face of all the science that we have pictures, satellites and whatnot. He doesn't believe it. He believes that the earth is flat. Someone told me that a friend of theirs tweeted, not only does he believe that the earth is flat, he somehow believes that that earth revolves around him. That's right. And those two things don't jibe. And as a result, you're going to be playing for a worse team. So you're not going to make finals. Good, good luck, luck, buddy. G- get it going out after enjoying a playoff run where you shined on the highest stage ever. I mean, you, you go down in finals history as one of the best, most clutch players. Have fun never getting there again if you go play for Phoenix. Enjoy it. This is an amazing album. Uh, the song's called Dizzy. The, uh, the album is called The Organic Light Factory, and the performer is Jackson Boone. My friend Christian Casucci turned me on to this dude. Amazing stuff. Love it. I ethereal. wish he could get further from the mic. Yeah, I wish it was more ethereal. Yeah. All right, uh, coming up after the break, Adam McKay, and then later on the show, the great Christoph Waltz comes in to talk a little Knicks and a sitcom idea that he has that he's pitching around. Good stuff. Stay with us on View from the Cheap Seats.
Guys, with the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand, and our good buddies at Factor, they got it. They shop, they prep, they cook, they deliver to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays. How good does that sound? Minus the hassle, that sounds even better. Plus, you know, you got 34 meals per week. Gourmet Plus, Keto, which I've been doing and I love, Calorie Smart Vegan Plus Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons. You'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My mouth is watering. I can't even do this ad. Our holidays, look, they're jam-packed. I know yours are too. Everyone's looking down the barrel of like so much busy time. If you got two minutes, you get the factor meals. They're super easy to prepare. And all of a sudden you're having like a restaurant quality meal in your own home. It's cheaper than going out. As we mentioned, 34 meals per week, 36 plus add-on options. It's amazing. It's cheaper than dining out. Take that money that you save from from not going out and spending money at a restaurant and spend it on the holidays, on gifts and stuff. Special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus, perfect solution. If you're looking for that upscale, their options are done easy. It's amazing. Look, here's what you do. Head to go.factor75.com slash Sklar60. Use the code Sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code Sklar60 at go.factor75.com slash Sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. I'm telling you, this factor thing is amazing. You'll be amazed at how much time and money you save, and we all need that as we roll into the holidays. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, we Our guest is someone we've been a huge fan of and then we got to become friends with. And Every time he comes with. on the podcast... He may be one of those people that I enjoy talking sports with more than anybody else because we connect on the level of like this is crazy, right? We can. I remember we were over at his house the morning that LeBron wrote the letter that he's that he's going back to Cleveland. That emotional letter, and by LeBron writing it, I mean his, his publicist, his team of publicists. <laughs> but it felt emotional, and we sat down in. Your house, Adam McKay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, we sat down in your house and we just emotionally talked about it in the deepest way possible, what this means for Cleveland and what this means for basketball and and his almost like Miami was college for LeBron and then he comes back. But it was such a deep, beautiful discussion. We had so much work to do, but we spent like 45 minutes talking about and LeBron. And we prayed. And then we did pray. We had a prayer <laughs> circle. <laughs> <laughs> we got down. I said, everyone take well, a you knee. consider your friends, you call it a fellowship. <laughs> it was men. It was, it was a men's fellowship, I call it. And you you guys, me, we my melt. buddy Rick, <laughs> Jeff, Pastor John, just held hands, and our air conditioning was broken. It was AC hot. AC Green was there. <laughs> was, was we had AC Green, but we had no AC in your Which house. We made that joke like nine times, and AC laughed every Every time, because he's, he's a supportive, <laughs> you know. Again, fellow. and he just and every time we say we said the joke, we had to give all the glory to God. <laughs> uh, but Adam McKay, you have been on a crazy run since the last time, and we've sort of changed this podcast. We were taking a deeper dive into sports. But uh, I know we kind of talked about when you were on this uh, version of the podcast, Clever Country, last time, uh, the Oscar, the fact, I mean, did the whole passage and how that has, like, changed the projects you do moving forward. You're working on a movie now. Can you talk about it or no? 
the movie is actually about me winning the, the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, it was sort of like, feels like a little, some people are claiming masturbatory, but I think it's very relevant. You've heard it. <laughs> The it's fact- black and white. It's three hours long. <laughs> it's called him. It's called yeah. It's called him. Uh, then in parentheses, me. Uh, God, that would be that would be the the guy who just couldn't get over it. By the way, we've worked with those directors. Yeah. Um, no, but it's amazing because in the same way that I think sometimes we'll go on NPR here in Los Angeles and talk sports and just be talking straight sports. This is what we're talking about. We aren't trying to be funny. We're just trying to get the facts, get the facts out. out, and we'll get calls from people and friends of ours who are like, "Man, I love just listening to you talk straight sports." And I feel like, again, with the Big Short and and now with the new movie that you're shooting and working on, as or you're about to go in and shoot, and the HBO pilot that we saw that you did, you're like, "I'm just going to tackle this subject." There will be humor that comes out in it, and you're the fun, one of the funniest people we've ever met. You're like, "It's just going to come out because that's the way I look at the world." But you're like, "I'm just going to tackle this subject." There will be a beautiful woman in a jacuzzi or a hot tub bathtub explaining a complicated subject, which is hilarious. But then we're into like a very serious. Like thing that are you ever worried where you're like shit? I'm not getting enough comedy in here, or do you? What do you? Because that is your go to in your when we hang out. It's like you're just gags galore. Oh, I love doing bits. Um, well, you know the funny thing with the Big Short, the first time we screened it, I couldn't believe the amount of laughs it got. Right, because right. you're like, wait, guys, I, this is Corel. Corel, I always say this. Corel's first scene where he comes into that hilarious meeting is hilarious, but then when you step back, you're like, oh, that is his entire character in a moment. That's yeah, it. and and so the crowd was laughing really hard at that stuff, which we didn't expect. We knew it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there will always be some comedy. I think there's no way to get around it. Uh, and also, I don't know if you want to. I think nowadays the differences between the genres are so slight. I yeah. think, like, you know, you look at Get Out, like, was Get Out a horror movie? Was it a comedy movie? Was it right. a satire? Yeah. Was it a uh, political commentary? In the moment when he's, like, stepping on the guy's face, I'm like, I was laughing and cheering. Yeah. And I was also like, this is crazy. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I mean, the next one is probably the most somber subject you could ever do. It's Dick Cheney. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's also called Him, Me. And uh, it's a lot of shots of me. Yeah. It's about me making the Dick Cheney movie. It's an ego stroke from here on yeah. in. All, yeah. Why all, not? All the music and soundtrack provided by the Chainsmokers. <laughs> what if that's literally like the least that I see like a billboard of those two guys and I'm like, fuck it, these douchebags. These rich. These rich New York prep school douchebags. I mean, like, played it right. Those guys need to make some appearance in the HBO show. No one goes to the bank anymore, but they're laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> they're, they're, they're laughing, laughing all the way to, the, to their online bank. deposit. Yeah, to the online to deposit. their business manager direct deposit. <laughs> they're yeah. laughing all the way to the Venmo. No, but so you are doing a movie about Cheney. I mean, I which am. is which is crazy territory. I feel like, and I know your politics, and you know we don't have to get deeply into it, but I know that like you're not happy with the way the world is happening right now. You have misheard. Oh, really? Oh, you're super oh, happy. I'm you're totally cool. You're delirious. <laughs> oh my god! Finally, that change. Yeah. Getting America great again. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think we're almost there. It's so. been smooth running. It's I mean, like, but there are weird moments where I like long for the days when Cheney was the puppet master and Bush was the. But it is. It it probably does inform where we are right now. Like you're digging into this guy's past and and what he did 
to shape politics or, or to put someone in office with a an agenda that's there. And again, what was fascinating as we were talking about to you is how much influence his wife had on him. Wife was a very uh, is a very powerful figure. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's kind of what led us to it was. You know, I was talking to my wife the other day because we saw this story about Kid Rock mm-hmm. uh, going to run for yes, the Senate. Run, I know. Yep. How about the fact that sentence is being said by us right now? Well, by the way, and and we're not laughing. We're like, yeah, I guess that uh, works yeah. now. He's going to win. Yeah. I mean, he is going to win. So we were talking about it. We were talking about how this has really been a slow train of coming for yeah. like decades. This has just all been bending wrong. And you are like digging into where did the it origin start? story. It's like almost a anti-superhero origin story. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's Tony Stark getting the fake heart while he was in the cave with the Vietnamese <laughs> keeping him prisoner. There was no need for me to go into that much depth on that. Um, <laughs> but it really was. I mean, Cheney was the smart guy who knew how to mess with the system. Obviously, mm-hmm. Trump is not the brightest guy around. So, um, But all the damage was done. I say, like, you know, Cheney was the guy who busted out the restaurant in Goodfellas and burned it for the insurance money. Right. And Trump is now the crackhead who's living in the burnout <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, nothing makes sense, but he's still living there. Yeah, He's there. He's and I, still there. I guess he owns the restaurant, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Is that and, and he says it's I mean, a five-star luxurious is, well, Michelin. Well, this is the difficult thing. And this is what's really difficult is like you want to be able to just drive by the restaurant and not look at it, but. He is all make he is making us all eat there, and that is the difficult part. Is that we all now have to eat at this fucking? You really out. do. Yeah. Anyone who says it's a burnout husk is reporting fake fake news. Well, they're, they're against saying, him. Yeah, is what they are because he's trying to do this thing to make the whole neighborhood better in this burnout restaurant with crackheads everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. serving mildewy wonder bread, <laughs> and then the Sklar brothers come in going, "What the hell's going on here?" Yeah. Right. I'm with him. Yeah. You know, of course. <laughs> but him. I mean, so that is amazing that you're jumping into that. And also, like, again, when we get together, all we do is we just get deep, deep, deep into sports. I mean, we'll oh. sign off our emails like sincerely, Tree Rollins, sincerely, Chuck Robinson. I mean, we go so deep into all that stuff, which is why we were so lucky. I can't believe we have to this tell happened this story. since the last time you came on. So you emailed us and you said at the beginning of this email, if you don't want to do this nor if you ever want to respond to me again <laughs> i would understand. I totally understand for what i'm about to ask you and you basically asked us if we would come to las vegas uh where you do your annual nba fantasy league draft and host it with right. like MC a bunch it. of really great guys from all over the map like right. sharplings in the group who we love and you know the guy who Neil Flynn, Neil Flynn from, from Scrubs, yeah. and, and the Middle, and he's just a great actor. Long great brothers out of Philly who are really funny political writers. Yeah, and didn't they, they work on the Bush, the the Broadway show? They gave us some writing for that. Yep. Uh, the guy who runs, who's the guy whose whose wife would let him come? Church, uh, Josh Church, producer for Judd Apatow, yeah. whose uh, wife never lets him come. But um, <laughs> which is the best in, moment? He's on Skype and he's in the whole thing, and then he makes a choice. It was his turn to draft, and then you said, "Do you?" want to check with your, your wife, wife first. <laughs> we were like and our joke at the beginning of that because we hosted the event was uh we almost didn't make it here because uh church's wife didn't want us to come <laughs> so, but it was one of those moments where we said you know 
we travel so much. You asked us to come and host it for the night. You're like, I'll get you guys out there. It was a totally not cool request. Because you, you know how much we travel. <laughs> yeah. You have, you know, families, lives, things going on. <laughs> and I just said they would be the dream guys to do this. And lo and behold, you said yes. Well, we we said... First of all, we were like, I don't know how we're going to sell this to our families and, and this and that. I was like, I literally was like. I think I told them, like, there was the promise of thousands of dollars. I, I don't know how, how I you sold it. To, right? What I, wound yeah, up yeah. happening, though, was one of or my. that I'm dying. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're dying, but you're not. So I said, he, the way I put it was like, this is a really special occasion and it was really important. And what, by the way, it wound up being the best. greatest night. My best night in Vegas ever. I was not a Might Vegas guy. Might have been my best night, too. Yeah, we had a freaking So let's go yeah. through it because it was crazy and super fun. I mean, so we, show, so we show up, and no one knows we're coming except you. Yes. And Rob and your wonderful assistant. And they, she and you and Randy and I were the only ones who knew we were there. She met us in the hotel. We were going to check in. At go the to the MGM, front. and we were going to check in at the front desk with all, like, the drunk woman with one flip-flop and, like, all the weird. I just, love it. Just the strange people. And all of a sudden, Rob is like, no, 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 no we no, don't check in here. You're going to go in this side thing over here. We go in the side place where, like, really important Asian business people. I thought I was, like, in an Asian real estate agent office. He's like, people were like, am I buying, like, where, a condo what? in Kyoto? What, is, what am I doing right now? Townhome no, you're in just Shanghai. Reg- you're just registering. <laughs> so we, we go in and we get our keys and, like... They're I, like, go to this back elevator. We go up the back elevator. I mean, so we don't have to wait at the elevator. We go I up the love it. back elevator and we go up to the area where the place is way up high. The the thing that you guys that rented out was phenomenal. We get up there and there's like another desk to check in with like just a whole thing of candy. That's like your personal concierge. Your personal concierge and like a whole thing of candy. And, and then there's I- a naked Westworld robot lady there <laughs> who's like, how may I please you? <laughs> and you're like, I, I think Jay and I, by the way, took way too much candy. Yeah, they there was definitely like us. a moment I was like, Are- you, you should never in a in a free candy bowl <laughs> put hand in, put some in your pocket, and then no, go back in. again. Can I embarrass you guys? They actually talked to us about it. <laughs> Said we had an incident. We have costs <laughs> per day. We went seriously over. I think the phrase that candy's not free. Came yeah, out it it is free, but it's not free. They said, and we. They said, win. "What room are you walking to?" We're like, "Wait, why?" why? They're like, you took too much candy to make yourselves believable because most people just walk by the candy and don't do anything. So we, so we get to the room, and you're there, and we're upstairs. We're watching like Ohio State, Ohio versus State Wisconsin, Wisconsin game, which was a crazy game that Ohio oh, State wound up winning game, at the yeah. end, but yeah. like Wisconsin in overtime, right? I think it was crazy. We're up there. And we're just so happy that we're there, and we're trying to, like, write material because we're going to come down and basically surprise everyone. And Robin said, what's the song? Because I'm going to play a song, an intro song because there was, like, big speakers in the room, and you, got, you had it done so perfectly. We said, we want international players' anthem. UGK. <laughs> UGK. Ray's going to put it on. I'm going to find it. That's what we want to walk down the stairs to. It's a surprise that we're there. We want this song to come on as we pop down the stairs. And she said, okay, I'll get it. And she found it, and we – the night gets turns to night. Everyone's gathering downstairs. We can hear everyone downstairs. There's We're amazing all... food, by the way. We amazing have, food. Uh, six different kinds of beer. Everyone's so, there. And so this happens. <laughs> this comes on. We start descending down the stairs to this song. And tremendous applause. And you're both naked. Naked. 
Which from the waist down, not, and we're wearing blazers. You asked us on not to. You told and us it not did to. Not land cool. There were older women. There were children there. Uh, and the police show up. <laughs> and we right, get so, into a slap fight. No, so we come down the stairs and we just start. We get in on this thing. We start in on. My favorite joke was, uh, and I and I later amended it as I was gone because I was like, this would have been the better joke to make. Is that uh, we almost didn't make it here tonight, or we actually have to leave pretty early because we're doing the same event. For uh, Jill Soloway, she's having a she's having an NBA draft that by the end of it will be a WNBA draft. It's transitioning that into a WNBA a great draft. joke. <laughs> so I think we did make joke. a Jill Soloway joke, uh, but it was <laughs> Jill Soloway for people who don't know the creator of Transparent. My wife just uh, directed an episode of Transparent. By the way, your wife, I saw the episode that your wife directed from the last season, which was didn't she direct That's one right. last season? Yeah. Was, so, was that the amusement park one or the burnt down where they went go on the Were road? Him trip? and the girl and the no, no, it was. Uh, I, you know what? I don't watch the show, so I only watched my wife's episode. Okay, she. I remember that she directed one, and she did a phenomenal she job. She did a great job. Such a, a good really, job. really good and job. And such a great what job. What if she didn't? And we just talked about how she didn't do a good yeah, job. Yeah, I have some. Notes. I have three notes. <laughs> three notes. You know, just a st- some more establishing shots. You know, what I mean, don't be afraid of the master. Uh, <laughs> I lost my geography. Anyway, so uh, so we come downstairs. We we host the night. It's and then who's so our special fun. call-in? Oh, so uh, the best is Blake Griffin, who, by the way, will be on this podcast in, he calls in a couple in, of weeks. I say, you know, you do people get you confused with Kathy Griffin because gay men love both of you. Uh, he was like, he was down so, to play. He so was funny hilarious. on a conference call, like, and you were asking him questions, and I said, listen. What are you going to say, Blake, to the people who select you early in the second round here? <laughs> he, he was like, what? He's like, what? Second round? I will kick everyone's ass. When did he get drafted? Randy? Early in the second. Early in the course. second. Early in the second. Because I asked him the main question was, how many threes are you going to shoot this year? Because <laughs> that's the question. If he can start making a three every game, he becomes a first rounder. What's amazing is because I don't do the NBA draft, how much I learned about the NBA and about players that I should watch in the upcoming season by where you guys drafted them. Yeah. So there were guys who I didn't really fully know about. They're, you know, kind of Carl Anthony Towns. I was expecting him to be great. I didn't realize he, he was going to be number one. He went first in, oh, in yeah, that draft. Yeah. He went uh, mid to late first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I, I didn't this know is... that this was going to be his prediction. And he was all that and then some. Yeah. Yeah. He was one that we were excited about. The I Greek mean, then freak. there's the guy. Oh, Greek Freak was huge. He mm-hmm. went first round. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there was an argument you could have taken Greek Freak first, first hit. First, first or pick second overall. Pick. Yeah. No, but there Although was... our first pick was accurate. I think it was Robbie Beegler. <laughs> Shows James Harden yeah, number one, yeah, which, so smart, and I think he rated number one at the end of the year. So that was a good pick. I, just, just amazing. And we were Westbrook kinda, was high up, and he yeah, was. Insane. We had we had so much fun hosting that thing. And doing great that. time. So amazing, pulled it off, and we thought, okay, our work, quote unquote, is done. We had you had lobster up there. It was like the food was great. We had a good time, and then you were like. Hey, do you want to go down? Because you had like gave given us each a hundred dollars in chips, which was so generous and nice. You're like, you want to go downstairs and gamble? Let's just go down, and people guys will come down. So I went down with you, and you come down with me at the craps table, and you're like. All right, here's what I do. This is going to piss everybody off at the table. Tell them what you but do. It's so fun. By the way, all your listeners are going to hate me too right. immediately. It's okay. It's all right. I uh, I do the what is it? The don't pass line. The don't pass line. So, so you're, you're, I bet against the table. You're right. hoping everyone loses. <laughs> you're betting on the guy to everyone to lose. Such an it's such a dick move. However, if you look at the odds, rolling a seven, you actually have more you of a choice like chance. Point four percent. It's worth it. And if the table isn't crowded and is moving fast. 
fast, those odds, you know, expand. Right. Because you're getting more play out of it. So I have actually won quite a bit of money. You're like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. So I lay down my money and <laughs> I, I lay it down and I just start betting with you on the don't pass line. And the first like five seven seven well, seven seven no, no and then the very, they hit their point like the, over and over once again. they started hitting their point and I was like oh my god I'm losing money I went over to the ATM and I'm like pulling out three hundred dollars oh like, that's right I was that's like right. oh my god am I really gonna lose this much money is is this trip now gonna put me in the hole am I gonna leave that Vegas like happen. a few thousand dollars down this is not good and I can't explain it with that away to my to my wife so but I'm like I come back and I throw it down I start to lose a little more you come down with Sharpling we were just talking about podcast. This is before we moved here, and he was the one who suggested, hey, you guys should find a new spot and hopefully, you know, maybe, you know. He was great. And, and, the then, and then he's like, have you guys ever played Baccarat? And we're like, no, no. we've never played Baccarat. I've never played Baccarat in my life. Let's go to the Baccarat room. because was in a back room. Back room we, we saw these two young, beautiful, are they Japanese? Japanese, I Japanese think. women. They were deaf. I think they were women. Yes, they, they were, were women. women. Yeah. They were women. They were women. And it might have been furniture. It might have been decorative furniture. <laughs> <laughs> they were so nice, that, but they couldn't speak a word of English. Now, Baccarat, I don't know if anybody's ever played Baccarat. There are two cards that get laid down, and then they lay another two cards that are face up, and then they lay another two cards so down. So confusing. The closest to nine, if you go over nine, it's the closest to 19. Yes. And I think you maybe get one. You keep hitting until you're done. And there's you either bet on the, the bank, bank to win or the player to win. Yes. And there's the less odds on the bank to win if the the odds are worse on the bank to win. Whatever. I never understood it. I we did. kept on asking them questions, and then two older women, Asian women, came over and greeted the two Japanese women, who we found out were real estate women from Japan. Oh, that's right. And I forgot the two about this. older because Japanese good, women. I don't, I don't think memory. real estate women is the actual term. Real estate agents? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, real estate Asians? Re- real estate Asians. Landladies. Land <laughs> so they, <laughs> so they, these two older women came over and interacted with them, correct me if I'm wrong, like a mother would interact with a child. Like they had. Oh, I think we thought it was, they were their so mothers. So we asked, are those your mothers? And they're like, no, we just met them tonight. So yes. then we felt racist yep. and terrible because yep. we felt like, very odd. To connect all Asian people together. So to sort of get out of that moment, you started asking the dealer all these questions. Like, what, is what, this mean? what does this mean? If I drop this down, what does this mean? If you put a this, what does that mean? And then you said, because we're facing you, you look over our shoulders and you say, what does it mean if James Harden is standing five feet from the table? And they didn't know what that meant. And then we looked they over. They didn't. No. And we looked over and there's James Harden. There's James Harden walking down the hallway and then followed by closely by JaVale McGee. Right. Now, we looked at James Harden. We pointed to him. We're like, James. And he looked back at us and pointed at us. He did. Everyone's yelling the beard. Everyone's yelling at him. There was a moment of recognition from Harden. Totally. Definitely. definitely. And we were like, oh, my God. Meanwhile, we're playing back right and we're winning. The three of us are winning. Winning quite a bit. You and me and Jay are winning, but Sharpling is betting against us for some reason, and he is now losing. He's losing a ton. I think at that table, I think I made 800 bucks. Oh, yeah. Or... You, you made $800 at that table. So I made yeah. like 600 <laughs> I gave you the 300 you lost back, and I had my 300 So then you were like, let's go play poker. We go to play poker. We're sitting down at the poker. You're t- playing, but we're just hanging out. Yes. And Randy and I don't go out. Just, you have to know this about our lives. We don't hang out in casinos. We don't hang out in clubs. We don't... Really know. By the way, pretty, we sh- pretty rare for me with two kids too. Yeah. I mean, it's once every four months. Maybe I'll have a night where I go out. By the yeah. way, we should mention that when we flew there from Burbank, we saw these two guys in the airport who had recognized us and in line, and they were two taller black men who said, 
What they didn't look at the basketball players. They were like, what are you guys doing there? And we explained what we were doing. We're like, what are you guys doing there? They're like, it's the summer league. So it was right – it was not the summer league. They were like, we're in Vegas for – It was preseason. It was an exhibition game that they were playing in Vegas. It was like the Rockets versus the Warriors. And, yes. But but Laker people were there for some reason. They're like, we work for the Lakers and we're there. And, and so they were really cool. And on the plane, we's like, we're like, we'll see you later, thinking there's no way we're going to sure. see them later in Vegas. Keep Vegas. that in your hat. So we're sitting down while you're playing this poker game, and for some reason we're kind of on a busy corner where people are walking by. I would say that Randy and I got recognized about a hundred or fifteen to twenty-five times. It was the greatest. It was. I've been to Vegas with Will. Yeah, you tripled tripled no, Will's. No, 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 no. I swear to God, people don't bug Will. He wears the cap. Yeah, you guys had this stretch going where I'm like, you're the most famous people on the West Coast. <laughs> and- <laughs> And, like, two people in your poker game stop playing to come and take a picture yes. with us. Yes. We're like, this guy won an Oscar. Do you understand that? And they're like, they're whatever. They, they don't care at all. So, no, so they're playing against him. So they didn't want to give him the edge. But By the way, I start hot as a pistol. Hot. You, you make, like. You're, like, up two grand. I think, without exaggeration, I'm up two grand. Two, two grand. grand. Within, like, seven hands. Right. Yes. So you're up <laughs> and now killing it. keep in out. mind, there's a constant new beer going into my hand every, <laughs> every you know, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. You are drinking a lot. <laughs> yes. And and meanwhile, people are coming by. Then we see Durant walk by. Durant walks by, making his way towards That's right. Hassan. Durant walks by. We point to the Durantula. He points back at yeah, us. That's right. Great moment. JaVale McGee comes over and takes a picture with us. Remember that? And we have a conversation with we him. We have yes. a conversation with him. And he's like, I'll take a selfie. His arm is so long, it's a panoramic of the whole, he did yes. a panoramic. The whole casino. And that's do you how remember far. the advice I gave him? What did you say? I said, uh, the baby hook. The baby hook. <laughs> Drop it. And by the way, terrible advice. Not no, the way not the NBA him. works anymore. No. <laughs> it's all about, like, you know, slashing to the lane. I think you told him. Can you play more of your game back to the basket? I, I gave him gave VHS him. tape of Jack Sigma. <laughs> Drop step and don't forget to pull the chair out. Bill Just Bradley. <laughs> Just watch it, JaVale. You're going to really find something. You I could know. be the George Mike in of you your You could time. be like a almost as white Bob Pettit. So. And then like two minutes later, I get Ace King dealt to me. And you're like, and you said this to us as we're sitting by watching this whole thing. You're like, I'm, I'm going, going all in, and I think this is a terrible idea. So all the money you would want in Baccarat, all the money you'd want yes. there, you go all in, and you're like, I do think this is a terrible idea. I'm about to lose, but I can't stop myself from doing it. We're like, you probably could stop yeah, yourself. Yeah, you easily could. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I can't. I can't do it. And it well, just... I did kind of think I had the guy because sometimes when you win a bunch of hands, people think you're full of it. Mm-hmm. And then I actually had an ace king. Mm-hmm. And nope, he had a straight. He had a straight and, uh, and just took all your money. Took all my money. You, to your credit, were really cool. I w- That would have been the end of my weekend. You, to your credit, were like... <laughs> All right. right. It, you win some, you lose some. It is what it is. We then said, all those guys are heading over to the Hakkasan nightclub. We are not nightclub guys. This, by the way, may have been the most genius idea of the night because this idea would not have come to me. No. no. We We're said, like, let's, let's go, go in because maybe we can hang with those guys in, <laughs> in the club. We walk up and there are, there are stanchions and there's a desk probably about 40 yards away from the stanchions and no line. So it's like, how do you get in? We don't understand where we're going. And we're just kind of four middle-aged white dudes, you, me, Jay, and Sharpling, standing there back behind the... All of a sudden, like six guys in suits, not bouncers, but just good-looking dudes in, in like suits, vests, vests, ties, ear earpieces, IFBs. One dude comes over is like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Y'all are on the NFL network. We're like, I can't believe that's that's getting it in. That's right. He's like, come with me. Come with me. Come with me. We're like, no way. 
come with me. They bring us all in. We go in. They take us down an elevator, and he's like, I'll take them in, and takes us to a spot where the couches were. And is like, I'm going to get someone over here to get you guys some bottles going. Crazy. Which we were like, so when someone says to you, I'm getting you bottle service, that means you don't pay for it. If you're like, can I have some bottle service? I still at that point thought we were going to maybe have to pay for it. And I was okay with it because I hadn't been in a club like that maybe ever. It was crazy. Maybe since I was 19. It's massive. Massive, packed. All the NBA players are in the middle of the dance floor. Durant right in the middle. Durant surrounded by people taking their pictures. Totally. All around them. And we Fab Mello is dancing like grinding up against me. (laughs) David Third Kill. Uh, Festus Azili. Festus Azili. I made out with Festus Azili. (laughs) And not in a gay way. Like, just in a way like, Well, you thought he was Iggy Azalea, and then we had to tell you, no, that's that's Festus Festus Azili. It's which was a bummer, but not that much of a bummer. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He is kind of fancy. And so we, and then we're dancing. We're in our spot. Bottles are coming. We look down at a couch that is like a couch that's down there. Who do we see? The guys from the airport. Amazing. Before. We pointed them. They pointed us. They're like, get the fuck down here. We go, Amazing. We go down to their table, and I've never had bottle service at a club ever, ever, ever. It's it's like it's like women making screen. Benny Hanna with an attractive woman. But it's drinks instead of and shrimp. And the place isn't, you have to understand, the place isn't so packed that it's people rubbing up against you. Like, there is a little bit of room. Like, it's 75% yes. full. I right. saw a guy in our little group grinding on a woman. And I was like, who is that person to someone else who was there? And he's like, oh, he runs the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> I wow. Was like, I was like, okay. So these guys are players here. And it was a bunch of agents and other people. But, like, people connected with the Lakers, like, in the front office and other – or the it marketing team. a terrible crowd. No. It was yeah. a great we crowd. Fun. And we and were the four of us. The core. Four of we us were, together. were just, like, drinking, 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 drinking. And actually dancing. Right. Yes. And it's three in the morning. So then at 345, the lights the lights come on and they're That's playing right. the last song. Yeah. And the they they're the lights come on at Let, the very end. And we've had a hell of a night. We're the last people in this club. We're the last we people had in the song. Night. We truly All of a sudden this song comes on. The song we came down to down the stairs at the beginning. Amazing. Circle of but there life. Was, but there was another moment in the middle where you were like, I'm gonna go up and rap. I was. I was. <laughs> you said, I want to go up on the mic and, and I rap on the mic. I looked behind the DJ booth, and it was like 15 of the coolest people you've ever seen, <laughs> largely African-American. Yeah. I think a couple kind of like second-tier famous rappers, DJs up there. You're yeah. like, I can do it. I can rap. I, and say, the- I, just, I thought the idea of me, 6'5", 260-pound <laughs> me, with my glasses coming out... And rapping with brown be, corduroy blazer uh, would be the funniest, most pathetic thing ever. And the guy that you guys knew from the airplane was like, "I'll get you up. There. I'll get you up." <laughs> and there's a moment where he's walking me up there, and I'm thinking, "This is not a good idea. This is I could get. I don't. I'm not going to get beaten up, but I, this just feels wrong." And he gets up. This is the best moment. He gets up. We get really close to the DJ booth. He makes eyes at some super hot Rihanna-looking woman. It wasn't Rihanna, but no. looked like her. Right. And he realizes this is a really bad idea. And without saying a word, just turns around and walks me away. 
<laughs> and I think I said to him, thank you. <laughs> and that was the end of that. So then we, so you come back down, and then this song play plays at the very end. And we, it, we're like, this is a sign. We get it. We walk out of the club. As we're walking out of the club, we're, by the way, we're dancing on top of the couches. Just Absolutely. the four of us. Absolutely. We get down. We walk out of the club, and we're like, not ready to go to bed. By the way, Jay and I have a flight at 7 in the morning. Oh, my God. To get back to our families. families. And we're like, I guess we're not sleeping. We go back to the Baccarat table. Let's go back to the Baccarat Sharpling, who had lost money, we're like, we're going to get you your money back. Just bet with McKay. <laughs> we're going to get McKay's money we're back. We're going to get all McKay's money. So we get to the Baccarat table. You win like $1,500 on the Baccarat table. It feels like in 20 minutes. Yeah. Like Sharpling goes back up above, like above all the And he wants to keep betting, and I, and I make him stop. We're like, stop. You got to stop. You got to yeah. stop. Yeah. And at that point, we're like, okay, it's 6.15, maybe we can get like 30 minutes of sleep before we have to then uh, like the car is going to take us to the airport. So we're like, see you later. And you then go over to the craps table. No one is there. This is at five or like six well, in the morning. This is when you want to play the don't pass. Yeah. So no you one's are, there. No one's there. You're, and there, this is an interesting bit of trivia. I'm drunk. Right. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> And you are betting the money. I don't money. know if any doctors out there know what that term means. <laughs> you're drunk. It's, it's an, an oversaturation <laughs> of alcohol. Anyway, and uh, you're, you're medical dr- trivia. You're drunk, and you uh, you just start to play against betting on yourself to lose. Yes. And you're rolling the dice. You're betting on yourself to lose and the I points. And I proceed to have the best run I've ever had at the craps table. So we leave you, and we go, and then we get on the plane, and we come home, and I text... Robin and I'm like, did your assistant. Mc- your assistant. I was like, did McKay make it back to the suite? Like, because you guys had that massive where thing, we did the where we did the, the thing. Draft. You had the and and I was like, did he make it back last night? And she was like, no, no, he did not. Uh, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> She's like, I gotta go find him. I'm like, please make sure we didn't lose McKay. So she goes down and like. About two hours later, I'm at home. And it's I, like 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, I, I get a point. call from her, and she's or a text from her, and she's like, I found him. He was at the crafts table. He was up about $2,500. <laughs> you were, like, on an insane run. And she's like, I told him we have to fu- – we got we got to go. And I, we got him some coffee, and, like, it just – And then never I slept. slept till, like, you know, 3 in the afternoon, woke up for a while – looked and i had this massive mound of chips i think all told i was like up like four grand that is unbelievable i'm not a big gambler i'm sure big gamblers are like that's nothing but But for us yeah that is a massive night and it was so fun and considering you were down when you went all in you were down 2800 bucks or whatever incredible okay and so for you to come back that's really great so fun and for us it was like i can't believe we're getting into places in vegas on the power of our minute celebrity it was it was just a magical night it and it was I, an insane evening i understood yeah. for the first time this is why people love vegas and the other fun thing i think mixed in there is always fun whenever you're playing baccarat or blackjack to uh say inappropriate things to the dealer oh yeah i think we were talking about death what do you think that's <laughs> gonna be like uh, other times I've gone with Farrell. I've pretended I'm Sean Schmidt, Mike Schmidt's son, <laughs> who's gone down a wrong path. Uh, and you so yeah, all my dad hit have... 500 home runs, and here I am. Yeah, and here I am. What the hell do I matter? Easy, Sean. Come on. <laughs> um, I love that you guys just do that bit. Well, the best thing is we came back to the background table, and who was still sitting there in the exact same seats? The attractive Asian, Asian real estate agents. agents. Two other older. That's Women right. came by and sat down, and I literally had the balls at that point. I think I was really drunk. I was like, are those your moms? 
and they said no, no. we yeah. this is the first we're time adults, we're adults we don't travel I'm like why room. are they interacting with you in such a maternal way you're such not seeing this right way. now you're yeah. not understanding this right now and they just didn't see it Baccarat man what yeah. an unbelievable and then I get a text like a week later of a picture of all of us uh, dancing in the club and I'm like who is this from and I realize it's from Sharpling. No way. And it's like, oh my God, I was like dancing at Hakkasan nightclub. Yeah. On a couch. With the Scar Brothers and Tom Sharpling uh-huh. and Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. That happened. <laughs> that happened. And it was, Magic. and I, again, I understand why that is a great time. All right, we got to take a break. I cannot believe this. Yeah. That, what, a, what a great time. We, I just, again, it furthers like uh, magical things happen when we hang out with McKay. So truly, fun. truly awesome. So fun. And what a great time to be able to to host that thing for you. What a blast. All right, International Players Anthem, come on now. Uh, we'll be, we come back. We'll we'll quick we got quick hits. We come back, and then later on the show, special guest, and I know you'll be happy to have him. This is uh, View from the Chiefs. We'll be right back. As quick as they can, the atmosphere is now ripped. I'm so like a pimp. I'm glad it's night. So the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum. All right, guys, welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. Hey, uh, ra- you know, rate and review this podcast. It yeah, we're trying to us. let it, you know, again, we were sort of did a big jump recently. This is only our fourth episode in the new incarnation, and we moved it from comedy into the sports section. So we're trying to have it gain a foothold in the sports section. Uh, go back and listen to the Keckner episode, which was the first one, and the second episode, uh, Nate Bargatze, who's amazing, who wrote on the pilot that we did with you, the I sports pilot. He's amazing. It. His new half-hour special is incredible on Comedy Central. James Davis, the the star of uh, Hood Adjacent, he was the third episode. Great sports talk with him. And now this one. So check them all out, rate them, review them, and that's what keeps us uh, going on iTunes. Uh, let's get in some quick hits, shall we? All right. I love this, it. This is, a, this is a, a, one of those truisms that I think never get between a man and his meat. Yeah. Unless the meat's trying to kill him. Unless the meat is trying to kill him, <laughs> yeah. never get between a man and his meat. And thankfully for a guy who literally bit off more than he could chew at an at the Austin airport, which we've talked about the Austin. Have you been in the Austin airport? They I have, have. Okay, so they have the Salt Lick there, which is just a phenomenal oh, barbecue right. place. They, yeah. and, like the Austin airport also like has like a band playing, like a really hip like. You like I love this band. Like to me, I know there are people walking around Austin going like. Nah, it's yeah. just too commercial, the bands that they have there and now. You're right, and it's a legitimately good band. Austin is just a cool town. Cool town. Up Ridiculous. Well, yeah. we were saying, when we were there, uh, like 179 people, 140 people moved there every, every day. day. Is that what it was, 140? Yeah, it's true. Like, wow. We said there's a thing, a phenomenon in Austin called the Austin 15, where it takes 15 seconds for someone who's lived in Austin for a while to uh, tell you how great Austin used to be, how much it sucks. <laughs> so we're like 140 new people uh, come there every day. And by the time they're at baggage, they're like, remember how cool Austin was? Remember we got <laughs> when off, right when we got off the plane. <laughs> It's just gotten so it's like so global. Right, so no, this guy's at the, this guy's at the Salt Lick and uh, an NFL linebacker uh, for the Bears, Jarrell Freeman, Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. He notices that the guy's the guy stands up while he's eating. Okay, looks around like he lost his keys or something. Then he starts to panic, and that's he, when you know something is something's wrong. wrong. Something's clearly wrong. Then a woman tries to give the guy the Heimlich. She can't do it. Oh my god. This guy's eating a brisket sandwich, Jarrell Freeman, mm-hmm. puts it down, goes over, Heimlich's the guy, can't get it out, Heimlich's him again, oh my God. gets it out, 
They take a selfie or they take a picture yeah, together. Yeah, they take a picture together. That's them. And then wow. And then the guy who just who just needed to be nearly harmless. died. Nearly died from the food that he was eating. Now, at that point, your next thing is just to walk. Don't get on the flight. You're bad luck that day. Just, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. go to maybe Vegas. Maybe just go home. Yeah, maybe just go home and call it a day. Call it a day. He sits right back down and and eats again. Uh. Right? <laughs> and my question is, did he eat the piece that came out? Yeah. Did he eat that piece? Because I just watched with my son. I mean, if you put some hot sauce on it, I guess. <laughs> just chew it more. There was that scene in uh, it, I watched with my son. I just introduced eight and a half years old The Simpsons. And we watched the episode uh where it was the itchy and scratchy one where he, oh he cuts his stomach he cuts out. His sto- oh, he, the best. and then he keeps eating the piece of his stomach the and best. it keeps popping out of his stomach and he keeps eating it again that's what i imagine, imagine is happening this, this guy. guy he eats it chokes it up and eats, <laughs> eats it, it and again. chokes it up again and every time a different nfl player saves him <laughs> uh, dwight actually- freeney uh, thank that, you, Mr. Freeney. <laughs> Bruce Smith. What? <laughs> I mean, look, we talk a lot on this show about athletes doing wrong things. This guy totally hero. stepped it. Hero. Straight up hero. Moment. Straight up hero. He, and he moment. said he had never done the Heimlich before, said he didn't really know what to do, but he remembered his mom, who was a nurse, kind of saying, you push in and up. And it, that's just all he knew. And he did it. And he saved a life. That's impressive. See, Kinda I have it. a problem. I do the Heimlich too quickly. Mm. Like, if I see someone hesitate while eating, <laughs> I'll be on them. You'll heim like I'm breathing. And my wife choking. has to say, take a beat, breathe through your nose, <laughs> out your don't. mouth. She basically has to anti like your Heimlich. Yes. Just yeah. He just got words. a weird text message. He's not even eating. <laughs> Why are you behind him, Adam? We're nowhere near a restaurant, Adam. There's no food present at all. Better safe just... than sorry. <laughs> that's right. Either you are better safe than sorry. It's, that's Mahatma Gandhi. He hasn't eaten for 14 weeks. Why are you behind him? We sure. were saying how great would it be just to recut the movie Gandhi. I know there's a scene where he's like sitting, <laughs> just sitting cross-legged. Like it's From a far really away shot. really far away. It's a little shot. And you just... Hear you see him like cross legged, and you just hear like the sound. I'll play the sound. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And and he, you see him. It's like a far away shot. He's sitting. It's the same shot. He's across. Sure. I think he's in like a cracked, deserty area, and he's sitting down, and you just hear this sound. Oh. Just one email sent. Just for, for no reason. Or what about like he has to go somewhere? Same thing. The movie's exactly the same. Super wide shot, cracked desert. Him on a Kawasaki, just cutting across the desert. Never mention it again. <laughs> Robes flying into that. Thank you, Gandhi, for coming. We needed you. I am here. I am here for my people. One wheelie, and then just feels up. Uh, like a little Tokyo drifting. Uh, all right, here's another piece of advice you can take with you. Don't mess with China, especially on Instagram, especially if you're a huge public sports figure and you're just visiting. You know how, like, the NBA and all these places like, like to go, we're going to bring basketball to this country. We're going to now bring this to here, right? China, man, this guy. So is a player from Chelsea. Are you a Chelsea fan? I know Will's a Chelsea fan. Or do you uh, like- I'm not. I'm, not. Uh, I'm more uh, La Liga. La Liga. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you're more Bar- – are you Barcelona or Real Madrid? Barcelona. Barcelona. Barcelona, okay. Yeah, yeah that's – it makes sense. So if you – especially if you're a huge sports figure – 
I don't care if you're Brazilian and you play by different rules. Like anything goes in Brazil. There's just dead body parts and shit flying up in the river. That's just they're in the water there. That's what it is. I'm trying to call it up. I can't, but I remember the details. Kennedy is the guy's name who I thought was a VJ on. Uh, she on was great. VH1. So or, Chinese fans are furious at a Chelsea player, Kennedy, because <clears throat> he he posted an Instagram of him in China and the and he captioned it "Pura China." Which in Portuguese, it's basically saying "fuck, fuck China. China." Oh, that's weird. That's a weird thing. By the way, China controls what's going on, what's being posted there. They have it's also be- one of the great civilizations. It's the greatest civilization in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. You can't be mad at it. No, created like the written language. They were hundreds, thousands of years ahead of European culture. Like, yeah, you could have some problems with China. You it's can little- say "fuck that policy." Cer- certainly. But fuck China, no. Not a so good the call. other post no. he did was a sleep. There was a, <clears throat> a sleeping Chinese security guard with the caption, Accorda China Vicaleo, which roughly translates as Wake Up China, Idiot. So this wow. guy who is now like. this guy sounds like he's got issues. Yeah, I mean, he's not a good guy. Not a good guy. Head injury or not learning disability. Or you know what? The worst, because he's a soccer player, a fake head injury. Yeah. yeah. Guy got clipped on his knee and now his whole he has a fake he's concussion. Like, I've got a concussion. He said, hello, my friends, I just want to... Then he he denied any racist intent. Oh, my God. Hello, my friends, just want to say sorry uh, if someone was sad because I used the expression Pora was no racism, just an expression. Big hug, he put. This is when you start to dig the hole even deeper. And you start to... And now Chelsea has to apologize. So now your team has to be like, I'm sorry, China. We sent players over that are trying to expand. We realize this is a big market. It'd be great to have all you guys wearing... China owns... Us, right? Uh, they're our landlord, right? They, they own a trillion dollars. We owe them a trillion dollars. Yes. They own us. Like, we, we can't do that. I don't care if they don't own you yet. They're going to own Brazil. Well, I would even say for a football team, like, it's the biggest market on planet Earth. It's a right. billion and a half people. Mm-hmm. Don't go and say they suck. Yeah. 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 How about you don't do that? Yeah. How, or, or how about you text that to your buddy? Thousands of people instead of putting it out on or Instagram. Or say before the trip, you know what? I don't like China. Maybe I shouldn't go on this yeah. trip. Maybe yes. I'll just sit this one out. Yeah. Someone yeah. said, as a fan of Chelsea, I think the statement is too perfunctory and there's no actual punishment. Uh, please tell him to apologize sincerely and then get out of China. That's one of the fans. Which that's I think fair is, enough. That's actually pretty yeah, good. Get out enough. of China. You don't want to be there. No. Get him out of there. During a match against Arsenal, fans could clearly be heard booing the Brazilian player when his name was announced ahead of the game and every time he came into play with the ball. Later, Kennedy posted a second statement on Instagram in Chinese and Portuguese asking for forgiveness from the Chinese. What if his apology had just been like, I'm really sorry I'm not that bright a guy? Yeah. yeah. Then I would be like, all right, I'd take that. Like, I, By I'm, the way... I've always been a poor student. Yeah. I don't think about things a I lot. I have terrible judgment. Yeah. I'm, you know, like I spend all my time we talk about soccer. This, we talk yeah. about this all the time. Had Roger Clemens just stood up and been like, you know what? <laughs> I was a dummy and, and I, I made a mistake. No, no. If, if Tom I'm Brady. I'm super competitive. We say this all the time. If Tom Brady were to, st- after the deflate, the deflated ball came out and said, yep. listen, we made a mistake. I like it deflated down to the very limit. We got too greedy in this moment. We pushed too far. We pushed too far. 
I'm not even going to throw my guys under the bus because it's not their fault. Yep. I told them to make sure that you go right up to the limit and we went too far. They shouldn't be punished. Punish me. I'm the one. I apologize. Yeah, I'm not a cheater. That actually been a great moment. I'm like, not a yeah. cheater, but I just like, look, the rules are set, and we try and get right up to the edge yeah. there, and we yeah, made yeah, a mistake. Yeah. Football is about getting an edge, and I took it too far, and you know what? I learned my lesson. I will be better for it, and I'm going to say to all those kids out there who want to try and get a competitive edge without doing it the right way. Do it the right way. Please do it the right way. I made a mistake. He's and do a it the hero. Right way. Could have been a really positive, great moment. Yeah. moment. Instead of breaking cell phones and throwing or them away. Or say, like, look, my whole life. Life has been in the cocoon of football. Mm-hmm. I'm very smart within football. For judgment outside of that, I'm not that bright a guy. I'm pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a very good guy, actually. Yeah. And I need to work on it. And I need to work on it. And I'm going to go to therapy. Like, this, is our, this was our thing. We talked about this, and, and we'll talk about this because we're actually going to have we'll speak to a guy who's in NASCAR. Like, Tony Stewart, when he, t- a week oh after God. killing that oh guy God. on the track, said, uh, two weeks later, I'm going back to racing. We're like, no, no. If you Take could, a break. if you could say this whole experience was crazy and traumatic, and I need to go into therapy myself that was for bad. what that happened. That was bad. If he would have said that, I think people would have. If he would have been like, listen, I think people th- who weren't his diehard fans. He has his own quote unquote He's base. Probably not a very emotionally layered guy. But yeah. I, what I want is no. self awareness from yeah, dumb people and emotionally simplistic people. Which you'll never get. Which you'll never get. Uh, <laughs> remember when Michael finally, remember when Michael Ower helped uh, Sandy Bullock win the Oscar for Blindside? That remember was pretty that? cool. That was pretty that was sweet. Pretty cool. uh, well, he, uh, I he, bet Sandy Bullock is dying to make a movie with you. I bet. You know, did I tell you my Sandy Bullock story? No. Uh, it's, there's not a big uh, ending to it, but it was more like 10 years ago. They kept saying Sandy Bullock wants to meet with your Will and Mine's company, mm-hmm. Sanchez. I'm like, uh, you know, she's good, but she's not really what we do. Kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then finally, like, look, you got to meet with Sandy Bullock. Mm -hmm. Comes in. By the time the meeting is over, I'm like, that is the most delightful, charming. She blindsided you. Beautiful. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's the ending of that story. Now Now I have an ending. I never had an ending before. you did. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? She she blindsided blindsided me. me. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) This is really about the NRDC tonight. Contribute to them. (laughs) But she wound up being a really fucking great person. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, again, that was an amazing movie. It was his inspirational life life that right. helped give her but he was the, the actor he played the guy in the movie right didn't he yes he, he didn't play the guy well, not, in the the real guy, not the real guy it was based on him all right well now that's in, a little in the, racist in a, <laughs> weird just i mean he's a real estate agent am i right and those are his <laughs> chinese are mothers his chinese parents. he's an asian real estate where are yeah. his chinese parents <laughs> well, i'm worse than the guy from brazil well now he's got something um to be even more proud of, uh, and that is he's being accused now by an Uber driver for biting him in the back. Oh, come on. Like he's Marv Albert on a date. What? What is that? Okay. Uh, By the way, biting someone on the back is not a claim you hear often, so I would immediately take it seriously. Well, it also means probably he doesn't know how to fight because (laughs) how do you end up in that position? Right. If you're that big, like a bite in the back is what you do when you're like, you can't do anything else. I don't have fighting skills. No, a bite in the back is what my 10-year-old do. does to the 12-year-old when the 12, you're like, the 12-year-old can overpower you. Yeah. So what do you have back? Because somehow your head ended up on their back. 
Which is not that great here's, somehow. All right. So he obviously, as we said, he came at him from the blind side, came at him from the back, uh-huh. uh, bit on the back, which means that he's he a free agent right now. So who's going to pick him up? Bengals? Like they have a lot of or, yeah. or Cowboys? Yeah. Someone will pick uh, Bengals. Bengals. All right. So he's drunk. He's trying to attack. This is the snippets from the call. He's drrunk. He's trying to attack me. The 911 call. All he's right. about to hit me. Uh, this is what the driver said. Okay, where are you? Caller screams. I'm being attacked right now. He just attacked me. Okay, where are you? I'm at Wedgwood and Eighth. He bit me. My back. Do you need an ambulance? I need a cop right now. I think he's a Titans player, which was the most insulting thing he could have said <laughs> in that entire conversation. Because them cops immediately words. showed up. Them oh, Titans players. Titans player. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, but it is one of those moments where you're like, all right, I'm sad that he bit the Uber guy. He should have probably bit the CEO of Uber, who we've always said. So you know it's bad when the CEO of American Apparel thinks that the CEO of Uber is a creep. <laughs> That's like a are, bad. Are biting Uber drivers is that the new, I... new DUI? That is because the new DUI. Ordinarily, he would have driven drunk and been pulled over. It's That's a right. BUI. So... It's a biting under the influence. <laughs> biting under the influence. <laughs> Fucking BUI. BUI. The Tennessean also published audio snippets of the call, which I mean, Tennessean is a serious publication. That yeah, is, yeah. you don't mess with the Tennessean. No, no, it's like the Times Picayune. Yeah, in, uh, in New Orleans. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, that is, it's I'm, an insane story. And you know what? It's definitely going to help him in free agency. It is. And he was with five other dudes. Like, I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't think anyone cares. No, you don't think anybody I cares. don't think it affects anything. Yeah, I think it means like, he's going to scrap down on the line. He's I a mean, lineman. It, you got to do what you, you can. You know what happens down in the in the scrum? Guys like shit in their the pants, and they, I, you've heard all those oh, stories. Oh, the shit that goes on under that scrum? If is, a ball is loose. Forget about it. All, oh, all bets are off. They've gotten off the pile, and a small child has been in the middle of it. <laughs> One time they got off the pile, and they had built a crystal radio no. somehow. <laughs> like, <laughs> the stuff that goes on under that That was scrum. accidental. That was completely <laughs> yeah. accidental. One, did you remember the game? It was a Bengals game. They yeah. all got off the scrum. Everyone's dicks were out. Every- <laughs> Fully <laughs> hard Fully erect. erections, like nine guys. I mean, that was the moment where my wife is like, she will watch football for a minute. She's like, it's so hard. Homoerotic. We're like, like it, it is, is not. not. And then, then, like you, they get a close up of the quarterback sliding his <laughs> hands, hands like right. into the taint of the man in front of him, just like so gently, so <laughs> surgically removing. And that's what it is. All right, we have. Uh, I want you to stick around because uh, we have a special guest coming up after the break. Um, Adam McKay is here, uh, and uh, he is just great. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great are you yeah. Ghost Panther. Ghost Panther on Twitter. Ghost Panther on Twitter. Yes, Such great follow on Twitter. Phenomenal follow on Twitter and uh, obviously go see all the movies that he does when they come out uh, all the Oscar worthy movies HBO show will be out when Uh, Succession is the name of the new show coming out next fall we're starting to film the uh, back nine episodes for it kind of about like a a super uber rich guy in New York and a family and as the guy's falling apart like who's the next in line to get the company incredible and it's about how the family battles battles to be the one yeah it's really 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 it's a really good show Incredible stuff. Job. All right, we'll be back with more uh, View from the Cheap Seats right after this. Hey, welcome back. Uh, welcome back to uh, View from the Cheap Seats. I said this the other day on, a, on our buddy Graham Elwood uh, and uh, Chris Mancini's podcast, uh, Comedy Film Nerds. Great, great podcast. I was watching an old James Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. Do you remember that one? And there was a moment when they're like in the area where the submarines were, and it looked like it felt to me like 
there were these guys fighting back and forth, but people were only fighting with hand grenades. It was as if they had just <laughs> learned how to use hand grenades, and everyone did that sort of sky <laughs> Don't bend your don't, don't bend, bend your elbow. <laughs> don't nobody bend your elbow because when you're it can get grenade. there in a more accurate way. But everyone was just taught. They were like, uh, go back and watch that scene. I swear to God, there were like I want to say eight hundred hand grenades thrown in that scene, which is really incredible. It's hard to sustain a hand grenade fight. <laughs> it's over in about a minute, right? But also, it doesn't like there's no impact. It just you got to wait for a second, and then it comes. It just feels like less dramatic. There were so many hand grenades. I was I literally was watching. I was like, <laughs> these two guys are coming. Out. They're gonna throw hand grenades too. Everyone was throwing hand grenades. Well, our new guest is someone who could who could very easily be a Bond villain. Totally. I mean, I in think- an upcoming Bond, he's he's an actor who we who is who has remarkable Amer- Oscar award winner, Oscar. fellow Oscar award winner. Uh, someone who we just have admired. And again, I'm always amazed at his love and knowledge of the New, uh, York Knicks. New York Knicks and specifically Chris Stapps Porzingis, who may not be a, a Nick longer. We, of course, welcome to the show Christoph Waltz. How are you, sir? Gentlemen, it's always so good to be here. Yeah. Great to have you Every here. Every single time. It's yeah. a joy and that I miss it in the interim. Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, uh, we, how have you been? I mean, I know Fourth of July is a big holiday for you these days. We do all the things that you've seen me do on the Samsung. Yes. You yeah. just basically, that's real life. That was a documentary. I became a citizen about... Ten and a half months ago. Okay, okay, and that must have been wonderful for you. It was an expedited process. Oh, I yeah. enjoyed it very much, uh-huh. and my agent helped it to happen well, more of quickly. There are some perks to yes. being uh, a character actor. Yeah, yes. of course. Sure. Being as good as you are. But and I, so, but it's been a lot of baked beans. Oh yeah, and, and apple pie, and and what you know, water skis, jet skis, <laughs> a lot of lake, yeah, activity, lake activity, sure, and, you know, and things that you do when you're an American. Yeah, straight up. I mean, uh, I'd say a lot of catching up on shows. Yes, too. Sure, sure, I know sure. you. Big good and there's so fan. much. It's the golden age. I mean, and I'm actually television. pitching a multicam right now. Oh, really? A multicam. You pitching? A I'm looking for a straight order uh-huh. for Netflix okay. because apparently they'll do that. Well, now. you what have to be the, somebody who's pretty show? big. What is I'm the show? talking to Charles Laurie. Uh huh. Chuck Laurie. Yeah. Charles. He lets uh-huh. me call okay. him Charles. Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. For the really, cl- it's only the people the that know him. Knit yeah. circle and that's his nickname. Uh huh. Charles. That's a weird way to go with it. And so it's just it's about. German character actor who uh-huh. moves to the United States uh-huh. and finds uh, not just uh, work but also love. Oh, for, okay. And ironically, with the wife he's been with for a very long time. Oh, so he oh, rediscovers. Just, oh, so it's a recommitment ceremony. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's, yeah. yeah, brightly lit <laughs> stories that really you know get to the heart of the matter. What but are the, we? The heart is delivered when you don't even know what's happening. What really. are we calling this sitcom? Do we have a name? Is it's there a called working Christoph's Place? Okay, oh, sure. And that's he opens up a bar in uh-huh. his garage uh-huh. that's right. only for his family and the neighbors. Oh, okay. And then his wife comes. In and but well, it's in a working class weird. Rust Belt town, okay. which is that. So and so he's an illegal bar. Then <laughs> you can't do. Does that. not have a you liquor have a license. license, and there are some yeah. fun stories about the local politics as it relates to that. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. going to get arrested. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no yeah. politics. Did you get myself taped for a big short? I did. I did. Okay. It was interesting. Okay. Yeah, right. it was now, where you were was really windy. It was. It was like like you're on top of a building or something. I was. It was the Nakatomi Plaza building. Yeah. Okay. I was just saying the future don't. don't. Maybe do it inside your room or because something. Because of the audio. Was it? it was. I couldn't hear a word you were saying. Okay. I mean, you were, and it, it really high up. Yes. Yeah. Very. Yeah. 
It was all the way yeah, up, yeah. as the song goes. Uh, so speaking of, song, in, the, yeah. in the show, will you be as big of a basketball fan as we you are you to be? I'm, I, I'm not playing. Uh, I'm not going to be acting in that show. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, we're casting right now. Oh, so who do you um, anticipate playing you? Well, uh, you might you might remember Haley Joel Osment. Sure, and, uh, of course. I'm looking right. for him to age up oh, a yeah. little bit. Uh-huh. And, uh, sure but enough. also there's been some interest uh, from Chad Lowe. Oh, oh. Wow. okay, good. Don't, good. don't. And if you do win an Oscar, I think in that moment, uh, don't thank uh, Hillary, Swank. Hillary Swank. I mean, if no. he wins anything or wins an Emmy in that moment, do not hang- thank Hillary Swank. No. You can swank her back. Uh, so the, the, the big thing that we love about you is, is your intense knowledge of Chris Daps Porzingis and the Knicks. I mean, talk to me about where he goes because he Oof. may not be on the Knicks for much longer. <sighs> Please Tell me that's not. I don't know. I, I mean, McKay, what do you think? Is he is, is he gone? He I, I think the he's door? the one piece they can't lose. Now that Phil Jackson is gone, I don't think he will go. But I don't know if Dolan is capable of having a call with Porzingis where he's like, I'm sorry, that was a mess. So I'm saying he's probably not going to go, but you never Everything know. Everything in Dolan's life is a mess. In, yeah. the yeah. Middle of that, man. in the middle of that phone call, I feel like Charles Oakley should choke him. Is that rad? Is that oh, wrong? I would love that. I that was is. watching Charles Oakley coaching a big three. Yeah, you've been watching. Are night. you a big three fan? I love What big do you three. love about the big three? I like that it's half court uh-huh. and that there's four pointers. Yes, yes. That is the thing that really. I do like the four pointers. Four yeah. pointers. Yeah. Yeah. You love that. And you love that. Porzingis could hit four pointers. He could. He is the magical unicorn. I saw Reggie Evans had a big night last night. There's yeah. just a lot of guys that I enjoy. <laughs> he had a put-back dunk, and all I'm thinking is, where was that for where most of your I career? Know. Well, you, God, know. you really know your hoops. <laughs> so is this like it's... Detlef Schrempf, like oh, well, uh, Nowitzki, like I the German lo- guys? Was uh, that with your that, that, that goes that's without where, saying. Yes, and and also, you know, Duncan Dutchman, Smits, and, and um, sure. all of the European guys yeah. that were in the early state. Detlef is... To me, he is, um, you know, he is my everything. And yeah. then Porzingis is the more recent yeah, version yeah. of that. He's from Latvia, right? Is that where Porzingis is? He is Latvian. Yeah. He is Latvian. Yeah. And then Sharonis Marshallonis. And you go back to some of these. What about teams. Dwayne Shinsis? Dwayne Shinsis. in peace. Well, and he was American. Yes. Yeah. And he's from Florida. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, is I where all I, the I, most dangerous uh, Germans went. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. To Florida. Argentina and, and Yeah, Florida. you think there are Nazis hanging out in the panhandle? They said, if we go far enough up in this state, we can mm-hmm. be away from where the Jews are. That's right. And, yeah, actually, and avoid Jews any. Never, you will not find. Area. They, they will, very, yeah. very And they rare. call Pensacola tiny Munich. Yeah, there's a lot of war criminals, Nazi war criminals in it, Jacksonville. Exactly. Yeah. He knows yeah. what he's talking about. Because if you lot, see pictures of Leonard Skinner, a lot of times they were hanging out with Nazi war criminals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I mean, there's a rock and roll move. At, there's at a the whole time. group of, <laughs> of Nazi, famous Nazi war criminals that just bought season tickets to the Jaguars. I mean, they oh, all yes. have like a, yeah, yeah. Got like a When they got Leonard Fournette, there was like <laughs> guards from Buchenwald, like immediately, there's like 98-year-olds were buying tickets. It's, it's true. They, Actually, is... it's true. And if you want to get a really good sausage... You know, like a they do like great. a bratwurst. You can do a brat- like a real bratwurst, like the real, a real bratwurst, yeah. and you go and do it at the Jaguar Stadium. No, so you that. I didn't yeah. tell you that stuff. All right, so and the Steiner beer. Yeah. Okay, so uh, and again, so you're, you're gut, you believe that I think, and I know that they just hired Perry Ellis, mm-hmm. the guy who also designs the suits. No, no, no it's a different guy. That's a different, different guy, guy to but, beat the GM. 
And I mean, I know what he can do with mm -hmm. an affordable suit, but what can he do with this roster? And That's I'm not question. sure that I believe that Frank N. Kit Lina mm -hmm. can be the next point guard on this team. That's such a great point. Do you know? That, what do me, you think, McKay? We're talking now. How did you say his name? Frankie what? Frank N. K. Tlina. And I think that's the actual way I don't to think that's Tlina. how you know. Right. Now, he's Nick French. Tlina, right? Isn't yeah. that how you say it? I'm thinking we're saying the same thing, no? <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. No. Nope. But, I mean, you know, N whatever. N. K. Tlina. And will I the just, Knicks still employ a triangle offense, or will it just ter de I have devolve? Never, with no Phil Jackson will devolve into a uh, trapezoid. I've or a rhombus. I've never been more excited to see a basic geometric shape leave a city, a stadium, see a, triangle a culture. Go. Yeah. And I was a big Phil Jackson fan. Right. Those but Bulls, not just when he was with the Bulls, but also when he was with the, the Albany CBA team wow. before that. Go, he goes way wow. deep. Yeah. I mean, again, wow. the, the knowledge that Christoph Waltz possesses yeah. is, is, is almost true. shocking. When he was Doug Collins sort of henchman. Yeah. That was pure <laughs> Phil Jackson. In those brawls with the Pistons and you get into the late 80s yeah. and the changing of that guard. all this over in Germany? Like, uh, this is obscure. There was no way that he had access to that back yeah, then. No Maybe when we watched it in retrospect. There was one Tex-Mex bar that yeah. got a... Okay. Oh, yeah, nice which was know. a very rare cuisine yeah. to get in, in those... Germany. And, and then to get at NBA I've TV. still not had fajitas that are better than, than the one in Germany. Than in Cologne. At, I find that at, hard to at believe. At the Cologne, I mean, Tex-Mex. At, at Tex-Mex. And it was in Cologne. And that actually was called North of the Border. Yeah. It was. It's called because North of the Border. Well, the border yeah. there was an east-west sure. border. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it, hey, thank you for joining us. Thank we you guys so much. always really enjoy talking uh, NBA I learn you. about the NBA through just talking I'm to I'm blown him. away. I had uh, no idea his knowledge was that deep. Very impressive. I'm a fan of your acting as it well. It almost makes no sense. And I will send the next self-tape with a better audio quality. Thank I appreciate you. that. Uh, this is a song called On Lankersham. Because uh, we're almost on it. We're almost by the band Foxygen. I love when Adam McKay comes around so much. Support him in everything that he does. You you have an open invite. We'll have you back oh, here, definitely, you. buddy. Let's go to Vegas again. And we'll be making stuff together. I, can, I believe that for sure. Uh, definitely thank you, uh, Christoph Waltz. And uh, guys, have a great week. Punch Waterfalls. And we'll be back next week with a brand new guest on View from the Cheap Seats. Oh,